Hello, and welcome to the Facing the Gates podcast. I am Bailey. I am Michael. And I'm David. And this is the Facing the Gates podcast. And uh, last week, we talked about origins of the universe and life. Life in the universe, however you want to phrase it. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about the same thing. Usually, we do a little catch-up and be like, yo, how do we think about what we talked about last week? But, in this case... Uh, last week for us was about an hour ago. We we just recorded that episode and recording them both at the same time since they're related. Um, so this week we are continuing our conversation uh, on the topics of how did life come about on Earth? Uh, how did the Earth come about? How did this entire thing we call the universe come into existence? Um, last time we were talking about like the mainstream popular theories, uh, which included the Big Bang Theory evolution and creationism uh and if you missed that episode uh go check it out because this episode we're going to be talking about the more fringe theories it's not completely fringe they're still you know i mean there's more fringe theories than this but uh you know they're not they're not like in everyone's mind i guess so the first thing we're going to talk about is string theory and string theory is the idea that there exists an infinite number of timelines where infinite possibilities can be actualized. We just so happen to live in the timeline where life exists. So, uh, do you guys think that's like a an accurate definition of that? Yeah, kind of like the kind of like a multiverse of possible, well, a multiple idea of possibilities, where. We just have me on the correct set of possibilities. What do you guys think about the string theory? I mean, I don't necessarily believe in it, but good. good. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but <laughs> but go ahead, explain it, why. But I I can see why someone would because we as conscious beings have that hindsight of, oh shit. All of these things could have happened in that exact moment somewhere else, and everything could be different. Kind of like the butterfly effect. Yeah, essentially. Or even just not different. Just that changed one thing, and everything goes back to the way it is. I think it's the question of not... It's not knowing that leads to believing that line of thought. And for some people, I guess that's what their truth is, and that's what they truly believe, but... I'm just not decided on it. I don't necessarily believe in believe in it, but I'm not all the way against it if there was some form of evidence that could be pulled forward. Yeah, okay, so um, maybe you guys know, but I'm pretty certain this is pushed as a scientific theory. Is that... Do you know if that's right or not? I don't know, but it would... It does make sense more so scientific than religious... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, not, it's not, yeah, a, as a, it, I'm talking about like it and a, a lot of the theories we're going to be talking about, I think they masquerade as scientific theories, but they're not scientifically verif- uh empirically verifiable. Yeah. So I don't know why they're considered science when it's basically just philosophy. Well, it's. A way for us to grasp it is scientifically and try it's to make sense of it. not science, though. You can't observe the fact that there are multiple timelines. But you can... It's, it's purely theoretical. 
Yeah, it's purely abstract. So that's the problem I have with it being considered scientific because science science is verified through the five senses. You can't verify other timelines through the five senses. It's a theory. It, it I mean, it's a theory. A lot of things are theories, but it it's a theoretical hypothetical explanation for the way things are. But it's not science. Yeah. See, I don't have a firm enough grasp on the study of string theory, which ties into our next topic. So I'm not going to make that call on whether it's scientific or not. But I see where you're coming from. I just mm -hmm. am not well enough versed in string theory to have a say-so in it, per se. Yeah, and I think a lot of it falls into, like, especially, say kind of like before our time kind of there was that point in especially like u.s history where like religion and science were totally different like the modern conservative movement and whatnot kind of pushed those boundaries and set a divide line so a lot of people might have had those philosophical thoughts but might not have had the idea of like this is mainly philosophy and just put as science because they were more yeah, scientific. philosophy nowadays is very, like, underground compared to the way it used to be. Yeah. Philosophy used to be more dominant than science before science was, like, the thing. And so now, because science is the big thing, they try and pass everything off as science. But See, this and, is not scientific. And I'm not sure, but I feel like maybe Stephen Hawking touched on this at one point in his black hole theory or... Any of that shit, I'm not going to say words because it's also going to branch into the next topic. And I just do not have that level of comprehension available. Yeah, because it's thinking very abstractly because we're very focused on the self. We're focused about kind of our surroundings, our history, our timeline. Yeah. And to think past that would be taking that great leap beyond our comprehension. Yeah, And there could be proof that we're not allowed to be shown i know conspiracy and all that but there could be there's always that very slim chance that there's stuff that we're not being showed for a reason or there could be a reason a religious reason for it and we're not shown yet that religious reason because it's not time if that at all <clears throat> makes any sense to why someone would have some of like me personally i have a little weight in it but I'm leaning more towards I can't comprehend it, so I'm not going to touch on it. Yeah. Yeah. And but I see how it could theoretically be a possibility. I don't see how it physically yeah. is a possibility. Yeah. I, here, here's the thing I have. So I get where you're with, coming from with the science part. Yeah. With, with string theory, like I, I, it's conceivable. I have no problem conceiving it. But the problem goes from being possible to being probable. probable. I don't see evidence to believe that it is probable. Uh, of course it's possible. Anything's possible. But I don't see reason to believe that this is probably the case. Yeah. Watch the government come out tomorrow with like some <clears throat> big dick move. They're just, like, just going to drop a bomb and then this whole episode is going to be irrelevant. Just like a thousand research papers. Yeah. No, they're like, hey, watch this. <laughs> Boom. I'll fucking do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of see it more so in like kind of how we innately like look at past actions and wonder what could be different 
kind of more so thinking upon those lines like oh let's just step myself out of it and let's think about the greater picture yeah all right it's well, fun to think about but not necessarily the way things are yeah it's kind yeah. of terrifying it is yeah all right well let's talk about the next one uh which is the multiverse theory uh, this is the idea that there are multiple universes wholly outside of our own, which makes the chance of life in at least one of those universes more probable. What do you guys think about the multiverse theory? I think it's possible that, like, from my grasp and my, uh, what I've looked at, what I've studied, because I haven't looked really into, like, multiverse theory or anything, mm -hmm. it's quite a possibility, and there could possibly be be more life out there but it's not something a really naturally in my comprehension because we're very tall like earth-centric we're the only ones with life that's slowly changing with future discoveries on mars and whatnot but there's been like planets found outside of our solar system that could have been or like good enough to be inhabitable so it's a possibility, but it's not necessarily set in stone. Right. It's fun to play around with, definitely. What do you think about? <clears throat> what the, do you think about? We actually multiverse? watched a video about it, and we both agreed the dude was so. Oh yeah. Full of shit. We we were watching a video a couple weeks ago. <laughs> he was about just multiverse. jerking. He was just jerking off at and the idea. He was just. I, I'm not gonna throw him under the bus, but let's just say. He was making a lot of very obvious assumptions about it that both me and David, who have opposite worldviews, basically, pointed out and we were like, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. But See, anyway, go ahead. I think it depends on what you... Uh, brush me up on the definition of universe. So a universe is basically everything that we experience, the, the known universe, that would be one universe. The multiverse theory is that there are entire separate universes okay, outside of our own. So from us and outside of the to the edge of the universe, pretty much. Yes, if you if if there is an edge, I'm making an <clears throat> assumption of that, right. but it's to break it down easier yes. to. Yeah, it's basically that's that's in a bubble, and there's another bubble out here, and that's another universe, and there's you know multiple of these in between that is just a vacuum of space that feels so closely tied to string theory i mean it, it so it my could be my of a little bit string theory has to be based upon both of these are coming theory. up around the same time though yeah these are gaining popularity around the same time but again unless there's a way f that is able to prove it to me because in my eyes, I'm the only one that matters, you know, the singular self. I I can look at it. I can theorize about it. You can theorize that it's possible. Yeah, I can enjoy media that plays around with the idea. I know exactly what has brought this into public eye in the past five years. I'm not going to say any names because that's copyrighted material. Oh, okay. Marty rock yeah get what i mean i'm too stupid i'm sorry cucumber she said in a brine in <laughs> the name rock but i i i can toy around with idea in my mind and i can look out to the cosmos and go you know i hope there's someone 
out there in a similar situation experiencing life the way I am. But I don't have proof of that. Just like I don't have proof of us being the only life forms. I don't want to have proof of what comes after life. I can't make definites and things I don't know. So it's a f- absolute fun theory to play around with, to write with, yeah, to think about, but there's no, at least from what I've learned, evidence to prove that, hey, we're not the only universe. There's like other un- universes. Now, I might fucking look at Stephen Hawking's fucking stuff one day and it could all just hit me and boom, this man was a granted he was really fucking smart but for me to go boom this man was a genius I truly believe there's more universes out there my whole life is shattered that would take a lot of more comprehension on my part right which I just don't have at this moment so I'd have to say it's a fun theory and that's really it right now yeah, yeah. and I can see you put in kind of those two quite similar because I mean if there are multiverses, what happened if they all started just like us with the same settings and all? And it's just how they played out. Who yeah. knows? Well, here's here's my take on it. And this is obviously going to be a little bit cynical coming from my perspective. But like the string theory, the multiverse theory is another unverifiable philosophy like you were saying. Sure, technically it's possible, but you have no way of proving it. And if you have no way of proving it, why should I believe it? But, um, I, like I said, I, I just think it's kind of logically improbable to believe that there are other universes out there. Even if that were the case, how would we know? It's so far out of and, our scope. And what would it matter if there were other universes? Um, I got a fun thing to toy around with. Well, let, let me finish my thought and I'll let you go on that. But I don't think the conclusion that multiple universes exist is really a likely conclusion so to me the christian the theist that guy multiverse and string theory just kind of sound like hypothetical philosophies with little to no reasoning that are proposed by the scientific community again that to me they seem like they only exist just to assume naturalism and avoid the obvious theistic implications presented by the universe. The string theory and multiverse theory, that just multiplies the probability of life so that it makes it more likely that life exists. And they already know how the odds are so small in our universe that we are alive in this one place. And so I think that's kind of a way that's a theory that they have presented i think to avoid the theistic conclusions yeah the theistic conclusions that i think it naturally leads to and one thing i'd have to say is we need to not worry about how small the likelihood of life was because that doesn't matter now (laughs) but does it to me it doesn't I don't give a fuck how unlikely it is for me to be exact place at this exact time, surviving, breathing, healthy, to to a certain point. That doesn't matter. What matters is I'm here now. But what does that mean? If you I look deeper into that, I think that that that's spoilers. That'll that'll get. And we're gonna talk about that later, but yeah, in but, this episode. But I think that can lead 
to theistic conclusions. But you know what matters? What What's a fun hypothetical that I've what's always that? thought? What's that? When you look at religions, there's usually different planes we fall upon. There's usually a hell, usually a middle ground in Earth. Some places there's a purgatory mm-hmm. or a limbo, and then there's a heaven. Mm-hmm. What if in, the, in more modern religions. More yes. modern religions. Like Judeo-Christian what Islamic. I'm exposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Like Western religions, definitely. Um, or, Eastern religions like Buddhism and Hinduism, it's not, I, it's not, Buddhism, not exactly the same. It, they, yeah. they believe more in incarnation and like Nirvana yeah. and the, stuff like that. Buddhism's, I mean, Nirvana Modern day Buddhism, plane. at least in the modern sense, is more kind of a lifestyle choice. But they, they believe in like being able to escape, path. uh, yeah. reincarnation. Reach a, essentially reach. Uh, what we would consider heaven. Well, what's interesting to me, and this is a side subject, but, you know, just as a a side rant, like, not rant, but like, Buddhism, Hinduism, specifically, the goal is to basically escape the cycle of reincarnation and become annihilated. And I'm like, why, why would you want that? I mean, like, I get, I get why you would want, I guess, kind of, like, maybe why you would want that, but like, why is that like a good thing that people would be motivated to do? Because you have reached your ultimate point, therefore there's nothing else to gain. And without something to gain and something to lose, there's no point. And why, why would be, you want to come to a point where there is no point? It could be kind of like because releasing the spirit. You've ultimately... You've done everything. But why would you want to do everything? It's more of the completion that there is everything to do. <laughs> All right. But... At least in my mindset. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, like, for example, kind of like how we were taught, like, oh, you do a bad thing, you could become a worm. Who knows? You do good, you, you step up. You keep stepping up on the kind of, con- almost like the conscious level until you reach past human consciousness and you can possibly even go to a spiritual level. It's very much, from kind of my comprehension, the idea of, like, nirvana would be, as kind of we consider heaven, like, Oh, utter peace. In it is, it is, but it's not. I, I'd yeah. have to refresh myself on that because it's been a few years since I've yes, looked into it. Same. But Nirvana's not. It's it's, it's not heaven. It's like it's kind of like heaven, but it's not. It's kind of like in like the idea of like that peacefulness. But it's like I think it's like you just become one with the universe. It's or not a like place. That. Some hippie bullshit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but well, let me get back to my my fun theory. I used to always think about. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. All right, all those individual planes we will decide whether we will be on besides the place we are now, mm-hmm. at least in our comprehension. We might have done something to get here. What if those are all different universes and God is a trans-time and universal figure and moves us to the promised land or moves us to... Yeah, you go to Alabama. So based on your decisions, you get placed in a different <laughs> well, universe. Well, that, that's interesting that you say that because it's if that is the case, it, it sounds like multiverse theory could be derived from God religious ideas. Yeah, yeah, about I, heaven and hell also, as, as like other planes of existence. Kind of like basically. I was talking about. It, it's more of like. People just had that strict boundary, and they're trying to think about kind of it's things ex- outside. Yeah, it, it, it's like naturalism plus. Yeah, 
it, it, it's quite a. It's an extension of naturalism, but they're they're making it just instead of a supernatural plane, it's just another natural plane. And they're not sure playing where things might go a little bit better. Yeah, and on a different note, I met a guy who suffered from extreme apathy, like no emotions, nothing. Mm-hmm. And as he put, I he was self-proclaimed Christian. I didn't dig into that, but me and him got talking about the state of the world and everything. And as he said, this feels like. And I believe he was Catholic. Feels more like a limbo purgatory. I feel nothing. I am forever searching for a purpose. I mean, to me, that is my personal limbo. And I feel like I cannot reach heaven nor hell because I am already where I'm destined to be. And that felt very destructive to me. But it was always like this fucked up thought in my head. Maybe this is a plane where we're. Maybe this is limbo. Maybe this is a plane we're supposed to be. Yes, things but, like that are interesting. And not that I believe it, but it's just interesting. It's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. To, to look at different points and come to your own conclusions. And like in the uh, kind of secular realm, there was an idea. I don't know if it's still going around that uh, when you die, your body releases a bunch of dimethyl tryptamine joe rogan podcast plug here that and it makes you essentially relive your life and weapon for just reliving our lives right before we die it's it's an interesting theory to look at yeah it's it don't quite make sense to me yeah there's so many french theories thought experiment so many ones that just barely ride the line between absolute madness and theory yeah and I think somewhere in between all of them, we find what we find truthful and we care about that and we idealize with that no matter what. So that's like none of us here, I believe, I think truly believe that this is like where we're meant to end up. Like Earth is the end point. Besides maybe David because he's an atheist, but I'm talking on a spiritual level between me and you. Yeah. We both hope there's something higher. Yeah. We definitely don't want to go any fucking lower. This shit's fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in my eyes, whenever the world dies and, like, everything goes kablooey, the atoms have worried me, go off into space. Who knows? But but I, I get what you're saying. Spiritually, it's not the end point. Do we have any other thoughts on multiverse theory before we go on to the next one? It's fun. Now, if the government comes out with some important papers, like, hey, yo, yeah. Thousands of peer research. We sent a motherfucker to a different universe. Fuck space. I would love to see uh, in another universe we're doing a totally different podcast. Just to see what that would be like. Talking about, like, birds or some shit. (laughs) Music. (laughs) Garbage. Yeah, I I don't want to completely shaft the multiverse theory apparently according to that video we watched there's a giant massive part of space that is just oddly cold compared to the rest of like the the universe around it or the the cluster of stars there's just a cluster of stars that are way 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 colder than they should be Um, and so they make the conclusion that this means that there's another 
the multiverse theory. But in the world of science, who knows? I I think that's just a little bit of a a leap in logic to assume that because there's a cold spot in space, it's really big. Therefore, there are other universes. And it could just be a cold spot in our universe. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. That's so beyond our scope. I don't know how to explain that. Comprehension. But that doesn't necessarily lead to the conclusion that there are other universes, in my opinion. That was just one thing about that video that I was like, Yeah, I mean, really? you, and I, you and I both just, like, ripped it to shreds a little bit. Because, yeah. like, we, we have different ideas. Well, not even necessarily fully different ideas, but we have, like, different comprehensions of it, and it's like... We have different lenses on the way we skew things. Yeah, we have different biases. Yeah. But now to weird theories. You, you want to continue? Yeah. All right, so simulation theory uh, is the next one we're going to talk about. Uh, that is the idea that we are living in a simulation and that this existence is only a small piece of a much larger picture, which is out of our control. This is very prominent in our, I think, uh, growing in popularity in our culture today. Especially with, um, because from what Since I know... Since, like, The Matrix especially. It- Oh, I was about I was going to bring that up. Yeah. But it's been around since like ancient times. The, uh-huh. Kind of the fundamental idea is because it's not just a computer simulation as we comprehend it now. But due to science fiction and especially the Matrix, simulation there has really grown in kind of at least comprehension. Maybe not popularity, but comprehension. Yeah, I I don't remember exactly what the Matrix was based off of, but it was I I don't remember the guy's name, but I'm pretty certain it's a philosopher's work that basically had the idea of simulation theory. Yeah, and, and I they mean, just kind of made it into because a movie. there's kind of been those questions ever since Plato first kind of like wrote down about consciousness in like 320 or 370 AD, I think, mm-hmm. or BC. I I forget. I'll, I'll have to br- come back to y'all on a full Cliff Notes of simulation theory. I actually set that as a reminder on my phone. <laughs> See, I was about to ask, what do we consider simulation? Because if you believe in a predestined pass, I mean predestined path, and you believe everything is laid out and you are nothing but just running through the motions that God set forth for you, aren't you in a simulation? It feels pretty simulated, don't it? When you think of it that way, like in our well, I'm I'm talking specifically for. People, this this theory is more common uh, as a secular theory for people that don't necessarily believe in God, but they're like, oh, somebody's fucking with the simulation again, you know, when something goes wrong, you know, like but they just blame it on the transcendent thing that is controlling the simulation that they don't know bl- what it is. Blaming it on complete and utter chaos. And or instead, instead of, like, or, taking ownership for yeah, the, or stuff that's the bullshit that they do. But. Or just being like, Hey, because that sounds nothing mean in a complicated way saying you're on a predestined path by God. That's just pussyfooting around the fact you want to be an atheist, but you want to believe in a higher power that's controlling fucking shit, which is a God. That's all simulation theory is. You're just pussyfooting the fact that you believe in a God. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I was going to say that. Because I mean, I'm glad I don't have to say it. No, because it's uh, if I'm playing a game. And I kill someone, who am I playing as? A higher power. 
I know you're not going to say God because God is, you know. In, in this scenario, like, yeah. yeah. But the term You are the God, God of that universe of the video game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. Because you're the one in control I mean, of everything. And especially in, like, some versions of simulation there, there are, like, the ideas of, like, oh, yeah. There can be a complete reset. <laughs> I mean, it, it's very interesting. It's been around longer than we would think about but it's mainly now kind of pop culture yeah it's not really taken seriously unless you're super into like fringe kind of conspiracy ideas because it's very conspiracy theory leaning there's especially if well like people believing like shadow governments and people controlling the works there's someone above them controlling that yeah i think go ahead and on top of that, damn, my mind just went fucking blank. But for lack of better terms, it's someone finding solace in the fact that it's not all their fucking fault. That's it. You believe in a God or you're such a fuck up that you have to create a whole idealism around everything in your life going to shit because you can't wrap your head around Shit happens. Yeah. I and I I may be coming off as a bit of an asshole. Kind of like an But I've though. had to sit there and argue with people on why you're just... Well, not for your own shit, basically. You're faking a religion based on ideals from another religion, but you want to still be an atheist. Yeah. And also rejecting basic cause and effect. Yeah, just... Don't pussyfoot and be fucking honest. I'm sorry for getting vulgar and angry with it, this. I one. mean, it's fine. I, that's how I feel about this. Basically, yeah, I, I'm just like, I mean, it's very pop culture. If you believe it, uh, if you wholeheartedly believe that we're actually in a simulation, I mean, at least at least call the dude controlling all the shit God and just get to the fucking yeah, point and yeah. do your research on it because it, it's more older than you think. Yeah. I think the implication that there is something or someone greater than us that is transcendent to our reality, I, I think that's the implication, and uh, obviously I would agree with that. In our scope, because, I mean, if you think of simulation there, you can think of, like, us playing The Sims, and then say, like, you believe in God, or, like, simulationary upon simulationary so there's a person controlling a person that is believing in god and stuff like that it can get into a deeper rabbit hole but from our scope yeah it's essentially just someone being god yeah yeah so i mean like uh this uh this whole theory sounds kind of familiar michael alluded to it uh i don't know if anybody's ever heard of theism uh, that's basically what simulation theory is. Belief. Um, Unless it's a multiplayer game, then it's polytheism. Oh, boy. All right. Or, but, but, but here's the thing. Science can never say what that external force is, but religions have hypothesized philosophically for centuries that it is God. So I believe that we should follow the evidence where it leads and not stop halfway or create alternative theories just to justify our own worldviews. Yeah. I feel like that's what this is doing. If something, yeah. yeah if something's controlling you or has any control in your fucking existence, 
that well, you can't not, reach. Maybe not necessarily that you, but the things that, like the the chaos of the world that I that guess. affects I mean, your existence. But yeah, yeah, you're just believing in God because that person who's even click run simulation or built the computer is how assisting in playing God. They, yeah, they they're are, your God. Like like we said, when you're playing a video game, you are the God of that universe. You are the yeah. God of that video game because you are in control of what you're in control of. But a lot of people would not be good gods based on how they play video games. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd be pretty bad. It's, it depends on what kind of game. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad we all kind of agree. It's a fun doll experiment, definitely, but in yeah. practice... But just accept you believe in a god. Yeah, and I mean... <laughs> like, nothing wrong with the believing this is a computer simulation, it, but there's something greater controlling a computer. And next podcast, I'll, I'll have to touch up on y'all with the clip notes of simulation theory because it's a lot older than we'd like to think and i think okay. that's more interesting because a lot of them still come from from what i saw more deistic point of view mm-hmm. and predestined prayer yeah yeah i yeah. mean that was especially prominent in older cultures all right so the next theory we're going to talk about is intelligent design theory uh this is the idea that everything was set up perfectly for living because there was an intelligent designer and that is sometimes called God in religious circles, though the theory itself is not necessarily religiously affiliated. It's just, well, everything is so perfectly laid out for us that something external that knows more than we do set it up, basically, is the idea. It, and I'm please don't take the word cope as a native connotation here. It's a way for humans to cope with the unknown the true unknown odds of everything lining up perfectly because we really don't know we can speculate and we can put numbers on it but it's just one way for us to grasp the odds our race went the human race after looking through history and everything to be like yeah it had to be some intelligent design and this one kind of weds can wed evenly with creationism evolutionism all together to line everything up so this one i can grasp decently and understand yeah yeah i don't necessarily agree on the evolution aspect because evolution is just drawing stuff at the wall until it hits so it's well, just darwinian evolution yeah. is there are other forms of evolution but yeah but even then wouldn't a greater creator who laid everything out perfectly know yeah. what was he going to happen nat- exactly. god in this case set up those natural laws and the processes that they would take. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to defeat it, but it's hard to prove it. Yeah. In my sense, like in my view, it's like, Oh, Nora was just like this. And then a bunch of organists are drawing stuff at the wall, trying to see what's stuck. And that's what's stuck instead of, Oh, it was set up this way. So what had these characteristics could drive and survive? Yeah. And it's one of those theories where I could like, well, this was fucking stupid, and someone be like, "Yeah, God designed it to be that fucking stupid, and then move on to something greater." <laughs> and we would just sit there and run circles around each other. It's a right. theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. we. It's it's just an explanation of the way things are, and it, it, it's a deduction that can be made by what we see. Uh, we'll probably get more specific into it here in a little. Yeah, bit. I think um, it mainly rose, especially in prominence during like the kind of what i call the anti-evolution years like 
especially with the pushing conservatism in like America, intelligent design was heavily pushed. Yeah, this is actually uh, it, it's still a thing, but it's more a thing like in Europe than it is in the U.S. Yeah. All right, so the next one we're going to talk about is theistic evolution. And basically, that is the idea that evolution is a process set in motion and controlled by God. Uh, there is a specific mm. version of evolution, which I believe we talked about eons ago. It's called structuralism. The, basically, the idea of... So if you were to compare Darwin and evolution, if you were to rewind the tape of evolution and play it again, it would play out completely different every single time. But with structuralism, if you rewind the tape and play it again, it would always give you the same result because God controlled certain uh, variables, basically, in evolution so that we evolve to become human, basically. So what are, what are you guys' thoughts on theistic evolution? That sounds like what I just explained with tying them together. And... My only question with Darwinistic evolution is, are any variables changed? Because if they're not, you you're, have a higher chance of landing up on the same shit than not. That's what, what just, do you mean? All right. I have to... I'm not trying to interrogate you. I'm trying to get you to be less yeah. vague. Because, I mean, if you sometimes, hit, sometimes right. I don't know what yeah, the fuck Like, if you hit about. that kind of like, apex hey, point, you don't have to worry about evolution. All right. Looking through evolution, if every single variable stays the exact same, is there anything to cause a different outcome? Every cause has an effect, does it not? Right. So every evolution... Is an effect from a cause. Right. If every cause and effect is the same, at the end result is going to be the same pretty much. Right. And so that's my only... When you say if you wind it back and play it forward, is everything staying the same or is there a possibility of something changing? Everything stays the same from my... And kind of the structural evolution theory. But no, I'm talking about well, in Darwinism. On Darwinism, if you were to rewind the tape and and play it again, it would different. still it would be different. We wouldn't exist. There would probably be some other animals that are the dominant race. So there's different variables in there. Yes. Yeah. Well, the the variables are same, but they change. Yeah. Like, like uh, the, the way that they are affected. Like oh, a crab might have a two big arms instead of one small one big. Because think of it this way, Darwin and evolution is random. Drawing stuff at the wall. Yeah, it, it's just completely random. Where structuralism is a, a constant set, it's going to happen. It's, it's like, determined. It's to the happen. ultimate but scientific. It, nothing is really ever random. There is a mathematical probability to prove there is a certain outcome that could come from it. And if you change nothing, everything will stay the same. That's my issue with Darwin, Darwinistic evolution. Yeah, it has, because, it has a lot of problems. Oh yeah, but I, I don't fully kind of like the like the genetic thing. See, I think the issue with this is everyone uses the blanket term evolution. Exactly. Yeah, there mm -hmm. are lots of forms of evolution, yeah. and but, people use evolution as a blanket term to describe Darwin and evolution because that's what's taught yeah. in schools and that's what they know. Yeah, and also it's been ingrained in our head from school, especially math class. If you run the same math problem through a calculator, 
100 times, your answer should not change. Yeah. Or else you fucked something up. And kind of like how I see it is in the kind of ideas of how I view evolution, like the hereditary stuff, it's like how we cultivated crops. Yeah, we would get so much that would have this gene, but then so much I had this. It's like kind of rolling a dice and hoping you get the number you want. Yeah, but we're controlling that. Yeah. That, that's I, Evolution is fucking evolution. Yeah. But... Well, evolution, can't, we, we've caused evolution with, like, plants and stuff, and that's kind of the easiest thing to grasp is, like, oh, with, like, how I view evolution, there, we lean towards stuff, but other outcomes can happen. Yeah. It's that possibility of, like, rolling the dice. So or, like, with structural, it's, like, everything's set forth, like, oh, this causes this, causes this, causes this, for example. Could you say as we have evolved to become conscious and understanding of science and religion and math that we have changed the type of evolution that can happen? Quite possibly. You're asking him that? Because Anyone. I, mean, I don't... Especially well, with Well, how... I disagree with the idea that consciousness came from evolution. Oh, I'm not saying consciousness came from evolution, but, but as we have... As a race, gain consciousness, intelligent thought. As we become more intelligent, you mean? Like, not develop yeah, because consciousness. Especially with us playing that more That we have like, changed the process of evolution is basically not, what you're asking. Well, if there's a finite point where we become humans. Right. And we become... And if humans are the true conscious being as we grasp it, that's what I mean. Yeah, so theoretical. I I think it's quite possible because I mean, look at our world now. Because you know my views on the world's not changing around us. We're changing the world around us. We're setting up. We're like tearing down fucking lands. We're exterminating stuff like mosquitoes and whatnot. We're essentially a bit playing kind of what we could consider. Well, at least the creatures could possibly consider God. We're killing them off or making them breed to suit our needs so they're in a simulation <laughs> i mean like for example look at a by their perspective possibly. how are kind of farm animals because they used to be like strictly muscle but then we end up with like super bred chickens that are like 10 pounds but and they can't walk so yeah we've ch definitely changed pace in how evolution would naturally occur Okay. Because, I mean, evolution would just be like, oh, this chicken, we might make its legs taller. But nope, we wanted the fat chickens. I think that uh, intelligent design and, like, theistic evolution, in my opinion, are a little bit more plausible than the Big Bang and evolution by itself to solve all the problems. Because, like I said, evolution doesn't answer all the questions. Yeah. And there has to be something greater to explain certain questions like i mentioned last episode um now i don't think that I, I i do think that young earth creationism is a popular but maybe inaccurate interpretation of genesis one i don't think of people less who 
interpret it that way, though. I mean, like, if you want to believe that, it's fine. It's, it's not, not really a decent human being. It's not and, really going to change. You have a well informed opinion. Yeah. So the thing is, for me, when when it comes to origins, like. It is a little pointless because we will never truly know what happened. But it's fine fun to figure out. So, I mean, like, fighting over a definitive theory, I feel like, is a little bit pretentious. Not that, you know, I'm trying to say, like, these episodes are pointless. It's it's beneficial to have discussions. And understanding. And it's fun. Right, but what what I think is the case is what we should do is come up with a case that is more probable a theory that's more probable not one that is this is absolutely definitely what happened and we're gonna lay all our eggs in this basket and believe that this is exactly what happened because you you don't really have good reason I, to in my opinion to put so much stock in one single theory that it explains everything i i think it's it's just pretentious to Assume we know exactly yeah. how the universe. Be, be able about. to accept you might be wrong about something. Yeah, even yeah. even if you're Christian, you believe God created things. Okay, even that is a little bit of a vague explanation. Yeah. The intricacies of it. Yeah, of- and the Big Bang and evolution that has a certain limit. So I mean, both of these have their limits on what they explain. Yeah, God explains especially like mainly the beginning, right? Where evolution. And like Big Bang explains the kind of the, where of, we got, we just don't know where we started. There's also a view uh, by Josh Swamidas. He's uh, kind of growing a little bit more in the uh, apologetics community. His view is that Genesis 1 is kind of the theological side of origins, whereas evolution is the scientific side and they kind of go together they kind of one tell they're like two sides of the same coin they tell yeah. like different versions of the same story this is one's waxing poetically over it right that's that's kind of his theory on it see in my like thing, the old school idea of like church and science being intertwined yeah my thing is as humans what is facts is facts what's not is not there's Honestly, no fucking point in arguing spiritually what happened. We can look and we have to look with our earthly eyes at science and if and learn from it and learn why things happen. But we don't have to have the fucking greatest answers. We just find what you find is honest. Don't be a fucking dick about it and do research on it. That's like. I personally can't see young Earth creationism because looking at science, I believe Earth is greater than, what, 6,000-ish years? 6,000 to 10,000, I think, is, is yeah. the, the rough dating of yeah. it. I, the predominant one is 6,000. But as long as you don't try to hold back and f- hold back science or shit like that, if that's your view, that's your view, that is cool. As long as you're well-informed about it, don't just buy into it just to buy into it. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I think we'll all say about any of this. I mean, you didn't just buy into Christianity. I did when I, I grew up because I'm I, talking I was grown into after it. But, your, like, but after what I, I would consider a spiritual awakening. Yeah, after I looked into it, I mean... You've yeah. done more than just buy into it. You've yeah. researched and you truly believe that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've done 
my research and my real life experience and I just can't necessarily bind any specific religion quite yet. Not saying I ever will or I ever won't, but yeah. I just can't do it quite yet. But I'm honest with it. And David's a filthy atheist that can't buy into anything. Don't try to sell him stock. He's not buying. <laughs> but yeah. I think, you know, that's the beauty about all of these being theories is we can try and argue to a blue in the face about what's right, what's wrong. There's not enough evidence right now to go fucking anyway. The only evidence we know is if there's a higher power and we fucking die. We we don't. What I'll say is we don't have enough evidence to know 100 percent for sure. Yeah, there's you always can look be into doubt. it, and there's always varying degrees of evidence for different theories. And whichever one seems to you to be the most probable, that's the one you should believe in, obviously. But you shouldn't. Or who can you shouldn't claim you. like this is how it happened? I know for a fact. You should be 100 percent sure. Exactly. Understand you, your fallibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there's people out there who could talk the strongest believers and any of these into their version of it right that's just the duality man there's always going to be doubt there's always going to be questions there's always going to be someone who can put you in a f- shitty used car at a high interest rate and make you feel like you got a deal and that you're right yeah don't let someone sell you on something without do- thinking about it for yourself right and from outside of your grasp right um I heard a podcast the other day, which I'll leave a link in the in the show notes for this because I'm actually going to be referencing them in just a minute. But uh, it was basically asking, like, why do Christians ignore science? And, like, culturally, now in America, America especially, uh, I think a lot of Christians think, like, faith and science are, like, opposed to each other. Like, yeah, like, they're... They're not. You know, like, evolution is against, like, creationism, and, like... Yes, they are... They're, again, like, they're different, but they're not necessarily opposed to each other, and a lot of Christians accept um, theistic evolution. A lot of... Well, I'm not going to say a lot of secular people, but there are a lot of scientists that are Christian. So, I mean, like, they're not necessarily opposed to each yeah. other. You just yeah. have to look more into and it. And it's kind of like the... Stop being... Don't be... The other thing is I will say, don't be ignorant just to sustain your own worldview. That's another thing that really irritates I, me. Yeah. Is people will try and shelter themselves from scientific evidence because they're afraid it might crumble and their own worldview. As I, like, a preacher once told me, the greatest gift you have is to ask questions and to learn the answers. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said with creationism and evolution, evolution explains kind of like that middle part. Creation, uh, creationism is especially about the beginning. It's the Genesis. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Per- perfect word. Wow. I wonder why they put that in the book. And I, wow. hate, I hate to say it, but in modern times, at least... This is nothing more than, you know, the separation between religion and science and all that. Granted, there needs to be some separation at times. Right. Yeah. But for the people, for the grasping of the information, it's only set that way because at times people want control over certain people. People want to push certain viewpoints in those people happen to be of influence or power or whatever and so it shrouds the way we view things 
from, in our case, a small town in the South. Mm-hmm. Growing up, a lot of that was very shrouded because of what we were taught and I... what we were shown and what they wanted us to see and understand. So just grow your own legs and learn. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, for example, when we were taught evolution in school, it was like, warning, warning. Yeah, half the class was like, nope, this is not true. Um, God created everything. And, and like, God, when, I, like when the, did we learn class, evolution? I think I remember, like, in 10th grade, and, like, half the class like, was like, um, but, 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 but God created everything. And the other half of the class was just like, Ugh. and then the, the teacher was like, look, I know you guys like, uh, listen, I'm a teacher. I don't want to teach this either. I just, this is my job. Like, I just have to do this. Can we just like, get? yeah. And, uh, like, <laughs> I because I, I've had that kind of idea, like, yeah, God, God, at least in your eyes, created it, created it. But what kind of happened after that? That's what evolution is trying to explain. Yeah, I can't believe he cre- snapped his finger. Yeah. We're all the here creation. Right now. I don't know how the world, how, why the universe was created. I'll never know, but yeah. at least we can try to kind of unravel and explain it scientifically. Yeah, and even if you don't believe it, and science, view it just like we're viewing these theories. We don't believe and learn about it. Understand why people could think that way, and how that process goes. Yeah. One one last thing I'll add. Except before. simulation theory. <laughs> Yeah, simulation theory is dumb. Unless, but it's just... it's such a cool little thought experiment. Yeah, um, simulation theory is dumb if you're trying to avoid the conclusions. Yeah, but um, one last thing that I'll add uh, before we move on to our last point. Um, never mind, it's gone. I forgot. Cool. I forgot that wasn't our la- that wasn't the last point. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay. So the last thing is uh, kind of what these last two intelligent design and theistic evolution, kind of a uh, an argument for God's existence. Um, based on those two, it's called the fine tuning slash the teleological argument. Um, so premise one is the universe is fine tuned to allow life to exist. Premise two: it could not have been an accident that the universe is so finely tuned. Premise three, the intentional design of the universe requires an intelligent and transcendent designer. And conclusion is the designer is God. So before we get too deep into that, uh, this is this is obviously very similar to the cosmological argument. It's just kind of like two sides of the same coin, really. But um, to defend the first premise, um, fine-tuning examples include anthropic constants, uh, such as these eight. These are just eight there are actually a hundred of them, so if you want to look them up, you can look them up. But, for example, gravity. If it were heavier, things would collapse. If it were lighter, things would float away. The magnetic field. Without it, our atmosphere would burn up. Oxygen. It's comprised of uh, comprises 21% of the atmosphere. If it were 25% or greater, fires would erupt spontaneously. If it were 15%, we would suffocate. Earth's crust. If it were thicker, it would absorb too much oxygen. If it were thinner, the amount of volcanic slash tectonic activity would make life impossible. Carbon dioxide. If there were more, we'd burn up. If there were less, we'd suffocate. Jupiter. 
Since it is so massive, its gravity acts as a shield for comets and asteroids that would otherwise hit Earth. Jupiter has comet strikes that are bigger than the Earth. The tilt of the Earth's axis. If it were any different, surface temperatures would be too extreme to sustain life. Rotation speed of the Earth. If it were longer, temperature differences would be too great between night and day to sustain life. If it were shorter, atmospheric wind velocities would be too great. And like I said, there are way more than that. Uh, another thing is how complex our DNA is. If you were to pull out all our DNA and put it in a line, it could go from Earth to the sun and back like three or five times or something like that. It is so finely complex. So this is what it's talking about when it's talking about... These, these are examples of how fine-tuned for life. Kind of the miracles that are life... Well, life as we know it is. Yeah. So okay. what, do you, what do you guys think of that? My issue with that is if any of those things weren't true, we wouldn't be talking about it. Right. And in doing so, I would admit that if we ever do find other life out there, which we do have proof that there are some types of life forms on other planets, mm -hmm. it could just be immaculate luck. Yeah. I mean, because if you think about the scope of it, if one of those things doesn't go right, we're not here to talk about it. So we're not here to ponder it. Yeah. The right. only reason we're able to ponder is everything lined up. Right. I mean, and there's like, for example, water bears can survive the vacuum of space. They're weird little things. Yeah, that just live in moss. And I mean, I don't necessarily believe the world's fine-tuned to all life exists. It's just... I just gave you, like, yeah, all these reasons but to it, that show you, like, it is fine-tuned yeah, to life Yeah, for now. Exist. But it's the idea that it was finely tuned. It's just possibly... And I... The idea how, of randomness, because I, like for how example, could it be? I mean, yes, it could be random. Yeah, because for example, but the chances are so slim for it to have lined up that perfectly. That would basically be a miracle. Yeah, but for example, we found life on like microscopic life on Mars. That's not the same as life on Earth. But that's how life on Earth. Yeah, that's how started. life starts. Not necessarily. It starts from one cell. Not necessarily. Grows, that's grows. part of the theory. But if that you, is an assumption. And also, who's to say if there were, like, some changes in the structure of Earth, like, for example, oxygen. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, there beforehand there were massive differences in our oxygen levels, and that's why we had bigger insects, for example. And that's because terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. A roach the size of a fucking Volkswagen. Uh, not necessarily that big, but... Oh, damn it. Bigger than we would like to think. So... It's not necessarily it's fine-tuned. It's just the conditions for humankind, especially as we know it, is right at this moment, right at this kind of pinnacle. Yeah. But then it goes back to how did it get there, how it started, and it leads further back. But kind of the idea that it's finely tuned just doesn't sit quite right because, I mean... It's all cause and effect, but it's chaotic cause and effect. It feels like the Schrodinger's cat of fucking creation theories. Because it either isn't or it is, and at the same time, we can't really prove which one and it without might, finding a way to open the box. And it might not matter. And it, yeah, it probably doesn't. Yeah, because, I mean, if it's chaotic... It's 
sure, we're here. If it's not chaotic and it's finally seen, we're here. Without going back in time from the Big Bang and writing every little thing and finding another universe to write everything that went different, there's no true way of proving how fucking hard it is to create and sustain life versus to not create and sustain life. So essentially the odds and my agnostic theist views flip of the coin either way. So it doesn't prove to me that there is a God because I also used to believe in the theistic belief of, I want to say, God, what is fucking term where there is a god but he's more for the spiritual spiritual enlightenment and for the possible afterlife than he is for what happens on this plane um i know what you're talking about but i don't know what it's called it's not because i remember there was demi there was uh i i know the idea what you're talking about yeah, that's what really. Uh, but I'm forgetting the term. That's what really brought me back into religion. Okay. Um, Which here, is let me let me give you an analogy, and you guys can tell me if it makes sense. I have a very simple watch, but imagine I had a nice, you know, complicated watch. Nice switch watch. It's nicer than I have. So shit, that's a nice complicated watch. I mean, like the strap's pretty simple, but imagine it had like you know the buckle kind of thing. What what do you call them? Like the the links the segment yeah the links imagine it had one with links and like you know a lot more mo- this is a very minimalist watch but imagine it were much more complicated and let's say i took every single part apart pulled out all the pins pulled out all the little pieces that are put it together and i threw it in a washing machine and i turned on that washing machine basically the odds of life existing the way that it is is like taking that watch, throwing it in the washing machine, and then when you open the washing machine when it's done, the watch is put back together. It's so complex that it the you know the odds of me putting that in the washing machine and pulling it out and it being put together are pretty much impossible. Probably not going to happen. I I'd put money on actually impossible due to how washing machines are built in centrifugal force. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 so unlikely. I mean, you have to admit that it's technically possible. It's it's very unlikely, but there's a possibility. But you can keep doing that for as long as you want, and the odds are it's probably not going to be put together. So if you apply that logic to life in the universe and Earth and us, obviously, how can you say it's just blind chance? Because that's the same thing. That's the same thing as throwing the watch in the washing machine and it popping out a full watch. Yeah, that leads Riddle me this. My, my <laughs> issue with that is that is something greater than we can comprehend. Yeah, that's a... What, the, it, the watch or the universe? No, I'd take your fucking watch part right now, throw it in fucking washer. I know that bitch ain't going back together. Right. In our lifetime. But I can't deconstruct the universe. Go back in time and just start jambling shit together to try to get the same outcome. Yeah, it, it's all of our, essentially, our comprehension. Our grasp. We can't grasp it. And we can't it change it. It leads to a big what if, uh, kind of what ifs. 
And now, speaking of like a uh, string dairy, big what ifs. Yeah. And you, it, anyone can try and tie it into their own viewpoint, and I'm not going to call them wrong because I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not going to call them necessarily right because that's not my true, my, God, this is going to sound so fucking cringy, my true truth. All right. So I get, I understand your thought process. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not not criticizing you. Yeah. But when you say my true truth, I cringe when you say that because. Yeah, it is cringe. Do you know what the definition of truth is? Yes. It's a fact. You can't say this is this is why we talked about. But if morality. I can't prove something's a truth, a fact, fact, it can't be truth to me. Okay, I, I get what I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I, I just want to clarify for like when people listen at home. Cringe. When I hear that, it sounds like relativism. It sounds like what's true to you, what's true to you is true to you. What's true to me is true to me. That's not the definition of truth. True is subjective fact. versus objective. Yeah. So. And, and maybe maybe it's just it might just be semantics really, but take me to semantics though, maybe white. That that's just what I hear sometimes when I yeah. hear you say that. So yeah, like it's pretty cringe. Anyway, but beating up. I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, if I say I believe in something, whether that I don't, I'm just lying. So that's not. Not none of that would be true. Yeah. yeah, and it reminds me like so now. But now, when I buy, if I buy into a fucking true, if I buy into something, oh, I'm coming to the table with shit, boys. Because you you would have evidence to believe that that were the true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and that's where it's hard for me to lean and buy into one religion over another, or one viewpoint over another is without solidarity and like all the fucking shit right there and me to comprehend and be like that's the truth because for a lot of things a lot of people say a theory is true or this is true mm-hmm. okay but I need evidence to me to you're trying to win me over in a court battle right and that's how it is with any religion to me. Okay. Well, for the purposes of these episodes, it's not to win you over to Christianity. Yeah. It's to present arguments for God's existence. You basically already believe in God. I believe so, in a higher power. Right. So I'm not saying that these episodes are pointless. Yeah. It's at least for you, it'll be enlightening you on what the arguments are. Yeah. Because you didn't thought know process. David, he's a filthy fucking atheist. It gives me the opposing side as like, I think Immanuel Kant said, "Learn from your opposition as they have some truth in them." Yeah, so it's giving you. And also, we like we agree on a lot more stuff than people would imagine. Yeah, it's just like it's that theistic versus atheistic. Yeah, so I mean, like these episodes are. That's that's why I'm starting. I the way I've organized the episodes. We're starting from the ground up. We're starting for argument first God, and then the next group of ep- episodes will be arguments for Christianity, and that's going to be the ones that are more yeah. towards you guys. But I mean, you'll at least be on—you'll both be on an even playing field by the time we get there, because we will have gone through the reasons why people think God exists in yeah. a philosophical sense. I mean, and how we feel about them when, when people come to religious 
conclusions like a lot of Christians around here for example they're probably a lot of them may not have philosophically reasoned through these things that we've we're talking about I just spent countless nights staring at the cosmos wondering why we're we're they different people come to different conclusions for different reasons but I'm formatting this show so that we're starting from nothing and then coming to the conclusion of Christianity basically kind of like the universe nothing boom something yeah so and uh don't know which yeah. idea which theory I was saying but would you say start with nothing and start with something well, and end with something boom. would you say for the episodes there's a a theme and greater work. plan to it all a predestined path we want to arrive yeah on. I'm just trying to convert you dude I'm just to fucking with no, you. Um, no, no, no. Billy and I planned this. Yeah, yeah. We're just trying to get you on one side or the other. <laughs> trying to make up your freaking mind. Dude. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's the duality. Well, there, man. there's. I mean, I I try and make them like the groups of episodes. Spoilers for people who are listening. Ooh, uh, spoilers. Know, <laughs> the w- w- I'm trying to group the episodes by theme, and I'm trying to make the themes progress in an order that makes sense. Uh, I don't want to spoil everything, but we do have a lot of episodes planned. And, I mean, obviously, we're talking about origins of the universe, whatever. So, I mean, like, we're starting out, the the, the early episodes, we're starting out with the big questions of life. The you know, early like, days. morality, consciousness, origins of life. Just your average, everyday, you know, conversations. You know? Yeah. Big Bang, did God create it? S- sipping coffee with with your co-workers question why you work at your shitty job you're just asking these questions it's normal everyday shit right alright well uh, do you have uh, do we have any other thoughts on the the teleological slash fine tuning argument uh, not really not right at this moment hopefully my week goes better so I have more thoughts on it next week well we've given you lots of food for thought because we've we recorded two episodes tonight yeah so. and I mean and also get back with you on simulation theory because after like a quick little browsing of it, I'm just like, it's older than I thought. Now, granted, that was my emotional ass response to it, everybody. So if you truly believe in it, tell me why and give me some food for thought. But I'm still going to say, just admit you believe in a God. Now, if yeah. you're a theist and you believe in a simulation theory of sorts, I can't. You're just least... a Calvinist. Yeah. <laughs> But I can at least... That's Calvinism with extra steps. Yeah. But I can kind of grasp, like, okay, at least you admit there's something greater than you controlling it all. Right. Because a lot of people use simulation theory to steer away from, you know, God. As That's what I think a lot of those theories do. Yeah, yeah. It's never sat right with me. Yeah. But <laughs> anything else you need to put in here, David? Uh, well, on a positive note, just for people, if, with anything in life, if there's a slim chance at it, Besides something really bad like gambling, like that job, that promotion, whatever, if there's a slim chance that you're doing it, just go for it. The way your pros and cons, if it has like a larger possible negative impact, don't do it. But if there's like nothing to lose and a small chance to win, go for the win, my guys. But pull out. Always pull out. Wise words from Michael over there in the corner. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Uh, plug, plug, plug. Go follow our social medias at Facing the Gates. We need clout. Follow us. Seriously, hit your boys We're up. posting memes. Actually, we posted memes a few weeks ago. But by the time this goes out, 
we'll but we might we'll probably still be posting memes. So, uh, yeah, and also have conversations with your friends about these kind of topics. Uh, have get, conversations with us. Yeah, uh, comment on our social media posts. We will have conversations with you. Um, if you have a comment or a question or anything like that, uh, you want to share privately with us, you can send it to our email at facingthegatespod at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You guys have got anything else you want to add? got any questions? Have any weird theories you want us to toy with? You yeah. got any metaphorical lines or any shit like that? Fucking hit Send us, us your something. inspirational Want to rip into one of us? Yeah. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, rip. Tear me up, please. I love it. I want you to tell me why I'm just pussyfooting right, around. That's happened in the past few episodes. Michael, Michael wants to accuse um, simulation theorists of pussyfooting around religion. Meanwhile, himself is also pussyfooting Which, around all religions. And because I'm not purchasing to a doctrine right this moment. But he's pussyfooting. Mm. Uh, yeah, I loved how, like, <laughs> the one thing I wasn't necessarily expecting him to have a strong opinion about, he has a strong opinion about. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's okay. I because that, your your reaction was like, I'm I'm more calm about it, but that's basically how because I feel. I'm an agnostic theist. I believe in something else. Yeah, which yeah. if you believe in simulation theory, you believe in something else. So fuck off. Yeah, what? Yeah. I, I never really put much thought into it because I'm like, it's a fun dog experiment, but nothing else. I just see so many people like referencing it, and I feel like they are serious, and I'm like, yeah. Like I How reference, can you not see the writing on the wall? Like I reference it, you and believe like that in fucking everything pop culture you don't believe. <laughs> yeah, because oh. it's like, you, like if I reference it, you're like, yeah, David, David's just joking. I think people just are, are avoiding the big the, questions. The, well, avoiding what thinking the avoiding what those conclusions may lead to. Yeah. If you believe in God, well, if you 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 might have to become religious. If you become religious, you might have to change how yeah. you act unless you're like that fringe one that believes like oh you're being played by a person being played by a person being played by a person being played by god and then you got a lot more questions asked than you could ever answer I mean, see my, and then i would ask why would you believe that is there even even any reason to conclude that i want to i hope one day we can find someone that believes something like that because that'd be wild we're gonna find some weirdo on reddit or just admit you don't have all the answers and stop believing in simulation theory just admit you believe in a predestined past and a greater power okay everybody anything right. else we want to add at this final before we wrap it up five no love four. you guys thank Three. you for stop it thank you for listening uh michael's michael's final rant is how we're gonna end this so yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go on any longer. It's so okay. let's... Yeah, you can. You can. You got any more rant? Nah. We've good. we've ended this episode like five times. So. Yeah. This tune is in, for real this time. Tune in next yeah. time for. Uh, next week. Next Fun. week we're talking about ghosts. Yep. Spooky. I, after I give the cliff notes of simulation. <laughs> yeah. Love you guys. See you next week.